Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 18th of March and on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1861. We travelled to London where the famous Baptist preacher Charles Haddon Spurgeon moved his growing congregation to the Metropolitan Tabernacle. The newly constructed purpose-built church at Elephant and Castle seated 5,000 people, with standing room for another thousand. It was the largest church of its day, and Spurgeon continued to preach there several times per week until his death 31 years later. He never gave altar calls at the conclusion of his sermons, but he always extended the invitation that if anyone was interested in Christ by his preaching, that they could meet him at his vestry on Monday morning. And without fail, there was always someone there at his door the next day. Growing up in the town of Colchester, which is about an hour outside of London, as a teenager, a snowstorm forced Spurgeon to seek shelter in a Methodist chapel. Once inside, protected from the the storm, he picked up a Bible and he read these words in the book of Isaiah. Look unto me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no else. It changed his life. And he was baptised a year later in the River Lark at Ireland and moved to Cambridge where he became a Sunday school teacher. At the young age of 16, he was filling in for a friend when he preached his first sermon at a cottage where his style and ability were considered to be far above average. And three years later, and only 19 years old, he was called to London's famous New Park Street Chapel, which was the largest Baptist congregation in London at the time. And within a few months of his arrival at Park, he was famous. The following year, his sermons were published in printed form every week and had a high circulation. And by the time of his death at the age of 57, He had preached over three and a half thousand sermons and published many books. With fame, of course, came criticism, and attacks from the media persisted throughout his life. The congregation quickly outgrew their building, and temporarily they moved to Surrey Gardens Music Hall, where he could attract audiences numbering more than 10,000. And before television and radio, these sermons had become events in themselves. Walter Thornbury gave us an insight into what they were like to experience. A congregation consisting of 10,000 souls, streaming into the hall, mounting the galleries, humming, buzzing and swarming, a mighty hive of bees, eager to secure at first the best place and at last, any place at all. After waiting more than half an hour, for if you wish to have a seat, you must be there at least that space of time in advance, Mr Spurgeon ascended his tribune. 
to the hum and the rush and trampling of men, succeeded a low, concentrated thrill and murmur of devotion, which seemed to run at once like an electric current through the breast of everyone present. And by this magnetic chain, the, printer ha- the preacher held us fast bound for about two hours. The power and the volume of his voice sufficient to reach everyone in that vast assembly. His language neither high-flown nor homely. His style at times familiar and at times declamatory, but always happy and often eloquent. But it is the man himself that impresses you with a perfect conviction of his sincerity. At the end of the year, Spurgeon was preaching at the music hall when someone in the crowd yelled fire. The ensuing panic and stampede left several dead. Spurgeon was emotionally devastated by the event and it had a sobering influence on his life. For many years he spoke of being moved to tears for no reason known to himself. And perhaps we would now recognise this as being some type of post-traumatic stress disorder. This event also catalyzed the chain of events that led to today's move to the Metropolitan Tabernacle. He wrote his sermons out fully before he preached. And what he carried up to the pulpit was a note card with an outline sketch. Stenographers would take down the sermon as it was delivered. And Spurgeon would then have the opportunity to make revisions to the transcripts the following day for immediate publication. His work expanded, and a pastor's college was founded in 1857 and was renamed Spurgeon's College in 1923. However, tensions within the Baptist crew, Spurgeon strongly opposed the owning of slaves, and he lost the support from the Southern Baptists in the United States. Sales of his sermons dropped, and he received scores of threatening and insulting letters as a consequence. Dying at the age of 58, Spurgeon also suffered ill health towards the end of his life. Afflicted by a combination of rheumatism, gout and Bright's disease, he often recuperated near Nice in France, and that was where he died. He was buried at West Norwood Cemetery in London, and the tomb is often visited still by admirers. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Please join us tomorrow if you can, as we travel to China and hear about the Taiping Rebellion, the bloodiest civil war in world history, led by a man who believed that he was the brother of Jesus Christ. Visit our website for more information at www.pogp.net And if you'd like to respond directly, then email the show on pogpod at gmail.com. Have a lovely day wherever you are, and thanks for listening.